Welcome to the Moms for Wellness podcast on SM Enlightenment Radio or TV. This is a podcast for moms who are passionate about being healthy and who are leading their kids to do the same. Mamas, welcome back to the show. Today we are focusing exclusively on our kiddos, although what we are talking about can definitely affect adults in your family too. Today we are talking about ADHD, Attention Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder. So ADHD is the most commonly diagnosed neurodevelopmental disorder in the United States, with estimates that 11% of American children have the disorder. So chances are you either have someone in your house that has ADHD, ADHD, or you know someone who does. And if you know someone who does, you are definitely going to want to share this episode with them. This is golden info that I am sharing today. It could be life-changing for them. And I'm not going to go into the symptoms or anything like that today. Today, we are talking about the five most common nutrient deficiencies in children that have ADHD. There are all kinds of studies that are backing up all the info that I am sharing today. We just got off of a series about superfoods and all the many important nutrients that they give us. And those minerals and nutrients are really important and vital. And when our bodies do not have the right amount of various vitamins and minerals, they don't function optimally. And my hope is that it will become your first reaction to think about what imbalances could be in the body and to look to correct that rather than to look to medicine first, to look to correct the imbalances that are in the body first. And this goes for whatever the ailment or sickness may be. And I'm curious, have you even heard of this? Have you heard of nutrient deficiencies either being the cause of or contributing to worse symptoms of ADHD? I'm, I'm really curious about that. I would love to hear your feedback. You can reach out to me on Instagram. I'm at Jenny Hardy. But I'm really curious if this is even something that has crossed your mind or if you've ever even heard of or is this is the new or one of the first times that you have even heard of this concept. I'm definitely interested to know about that. So if you haven't heard of this concept of nutrient deficiencies either being the cause of or definitely contributing to worsening symptoms of ADHD, listen up because here we go. The first nutrient deficiency to look for is magnesium. Nine out of 10 ADHD children are low in magnesium. The body needs magnesium for muscle and nerve function as well as blood pressure and blood glucose regulation. Magnesium is critical for those calming and happy neurotransmitters that we know as dopamine and serotonin. Hang on because you're gonna hear those words quite a bit throughout um, this episode. Magnesium is a mineral that plays a role in over 300 processes in the body. For someone with ADHD, magnesium helps with better sleep and relief from sore muscles, headache, and anxiety. And evidence suggests that frequent irritability and aggression in someone with ADHD can be tied to magnesium deficiency. It is estimated that a high percentage of children and adults in the United States have low optimal, suboptimal levels of magnesium due to diets that are deficient in whole grains, that are deficient in nuts, that are deficient in dark leafy greens. 
Hmm, where have we heard of those recently? Side note, if you didn't listen to the last four episodes on superfoods, definitely go back and do that. Check them out. But here's the thing. Sadly, eating processed food depletes the amount of magnesium in the body. While some maintenance medications also have that same effect of depleting magnesium in the body. So if you or if your child is taking meds, ask their doctor about side effects and possibly being able to change your treatment um, if that would be helpful. So definitely be aware of that, that possibly the medication that your child is taking could be actually depleting them of magnesium, which they definitely need. Studies have shown that children with ADHD symptoms, specifically impulsivity and hyperactivity, may have lower levels of magnesium than children without these symptoms. So supplementing the diet with this mineral, with magnesium, can improve focus, ease anxiety, deepen their sleep, and even reduce or eliminate the side effects of ADHD drugs. So definitely check out magnesium. Okay, moving on to our next deficiency. That would be B vitamins. So a person with ADHD who is deficient in vitamin B might be easily fatigued. They get tired or he or she may show irritability, distraction, confusion, and short-term memory loss. So since vitamin B helps with metabolism, your child might also be craving high-carb foods as well. And the whole vitamin B family works together to keep the brain healthy. When its daily intake is sufficient and the right amount that they're taking, a person with ADHD might feel more pleasant and positive and relaxed and mild-tempered. So B vitamins can do a lot for them. So there was a recent scientific paper that provided more evidence about this connection between vitamin and mineral deficiencies and ADHD. And specifically, it it talked about the lack of two B vitamins. So what they did was they tested the blood levels of B vitamins in 133 adults who had been diagnosed with ADHD and 131 adults with ADHD symptoms but no diagnosis. And what these Norwegian researchers found was that those diagnosed with ADHD had lower levels of B2, which is riboflavin, and B6, which is pyridoxine, and B9, which is folate, so all B vitamins. And those with the most severe symptoms had the lowest levels of B2 and B9, so the riboflavin and the folate. So here's something fascinating that was also discovered. Buckle up for this one. So what are the most common meds that you hear about being used for ADHD? Okay, get that in your mind. Think about that. Um, Okay, and listen to this. So back in 1979, a group of researchers compared vitamin B6 to Ritalin, methylphenidate, and found them equally effective in easing the symptoms of ADHD. They noted that B6 actually increased serotonin levels, but Ritalin didn't. So actually there's a benefit for the vitamin that the medicine did not have. So vitamin B6 works as well as Ritalin. Isn't that amazing? So if that isn't newsworthy right there to shout from the rooftops and share with your friends um, that need to know that, um, definitely that is 
so noteworthy. And then vitamin B6 also improves attention. So in another study, researchers gave a pyrodoxine-derived drug, um, which is pyrodoxine is, is vitamin B6. So it's a drug that has that in it, or a placebo to 36 adults with ADHD. The vitamin-based drug significantly improved sustained and selective attention. So even vitamins can help improve attention as well. Okay, so the third B vitamin that we mentioned was B9 or folate. So the thing with folate, our bodies do amazing things. And one of the amazing things that our bodies do is they, it converts the B vitamin folate into the active form L-methylfolate. So the reason this is important is because L-methylfolate then crosses the blood-brain barrier and stimulates the conversion of amino acids in our diets to dopamine, norepinephrine, and serotonin. Remember those? <laughs> they make us feel good, they make us feel happy, feel calm, among other things. So really important for our children, right? And the thing is, there is a genetic variation that people can have that slows this conversion down. And then that results in deficiencies, deficiencies in the B6 vitamin. So deficiencies in these neurotransmitters neurotransmitters that are related to folate may contribute to the behavioral and emotional problems that are commonly seen in depression and in ADHD. So the point is this, if, if you need to rewind and re-listen to that, go for it. But here's the point. Ask your child's practitioner to test this genetic variation. Do the testing for this genetic variation of the B6 folate to L-methylfolate. Um, it's definitely worth getting tested to know if you had this genetic variation and then that could be a cause for uh, having that slowdown in the, um, the B9 or the folate, okay? So B vitamins, get them checked out, get your child's levels checked uh, because if they are low in that, that could make a world of difference getting those B vitamin levels up. All right, moving on to our next deficiency and that is omega-3s. Yes, omega-3 fatty acids best benefit the heart and that's what you know them for, but plenty of research also says it helps people with ADHD sharpen their cognitive skills and concentration. Our brains need omega-3s in order to be strong and to functional, function optimally. And sadly, omega-3s are consistently measured at lower levels in individuals with ADHD. So low levels of omega-3s are associated with problems concentrating, inattentiveness, and insomnia. And also, omega-3s stimulate dopamine production, and low dopamine is consistently linked to ADHD symptoms. So there's dopamine again. We've heard that in several of these. And so it's a recommended that adults with this disorder have daily fish oil supplements of up to 5,000 milligrams, while children, so we're talking about children here that have ADHD, they need half the dosage. So we're talking about 2,500 milligrams is typically what a child would need in omega-3s. So what does that look like? Well, the truth is most people in Western countries, which is where we are, are not consuming enough omega-3s in their diet. So two servings per week of fatty fish like salmon or trout or sardines or mackerel would provide enough, but we're talking about our kids, right? So we've got picky eaters, 
Seafood is expensive and it's just not practical for most families. So if you are looking to use a supplement for omega-3s, just know that not all omega-3 supplements are created equal. Um, a couple things that you're going to want to look for in your omega-3 supplements. Uh, the first one is uh, make sure they are purity tested. So heavy metal and BPA or plastic contamination can also adversely affect brain health. So always check the label for evidence of purity testing. That's really important. Um, the second thing to look at is at least um, 1,000 uh, milligrams of omega-3 in a daily dose for children five and older. Um, so anywhere from that 1,000 to the 2,500. And then third is ideally a ratio of DHA to EPA is one to two for ADHD. So you can look for that on the bottle, but even if you can't find one that has that, any good quality omega-3 is better than none. So, um, so really check for that purity testing and have the 1,000 milligrams to 2,500 milligrams. But ideally just get um, the deficiency, get, get it checked out with your practitioner and to know um, what supplementation your child would need. All right, so next, our number four deficiency to look out for is vitamin D. This one surprises most people because we associate vitamin D with bone health and immune health, right? But new research shows it is crucial for brain health and it's involved in the production and function of the dopamine system. There it is again. Have we heard any repeat words here? So the thing is hormones in the brain need vitamin D to function. It is also essential for the cardiovascular and immune system as well as bone development, which you are probably most familiar with those things. Vitamin D is critical for every brain function and body system. Vitamin D is a hormone that's found in every tissue of the body, making it critical for the appropriate function of every brain and body system. It's needed for bone health, immune system support, brain development, and neurotransmitter function. It's important. And here's the thing. Reduced levels of vitamin D have become more common in the general population, and a lack of vitamin D has been linked to many mental health problems among children and adolescents. So children diagnosed with ADHD have lower vitamin D concentrations in their system. So children who eat a nutrient-poor diet, do not get adequate sun exposure, have darker skin pigmentation, or take certain prescription medications are at higher risk of vitamin D deficiency. So please get your child's vitamin D levels checked. And that way you can know what they need. Um, it's really important. And the thing is the only way to get vitamin D without a supplement is to be out in direct sunlight for 20 minutes a day with your face and arms exposed. But for those of us in the Northern Hemisphere during winter, that is definitely tough to do. But no worries, supplementation is definitely an option. So what to look for in supplement of vitamin D? So. The best ones um, would be vitamin D3. That's the form that our body uses best. So a daily dose of at least 500 IU um, would be ideal, but again, check with your practitioner for your child's amount. And you can also combine this with your omega-3s that we just talked about, as many high-quality fish oils also contain a daily dose of vitamin D, so you could just be able to combine it there. Um, you can also get a spray version of vitamin D. Um, my kids have loved that and I'll link a great one um, in my show notes that you can check out as well but so those are a couple different options when it comes to the vitamin D especially for your kids which is 
who we're talking about. All right, then the fifth deficiency on our list to check for is iron. This one typically isn't thought about, but it is often seen at lower levels in children with ADHD, and the degree of deficiency is linked to the severity of ADHD symptoms. Isn't that interesting? One study showed low iron scores may explain up to 30% of ADHD severity. That's fascinating. So what is iron and why is it so important? Iron is a mineral that is critical for supporting physical and cognitive growth in children. It is also connected to dopamine activity in the brain. There's that word again, dopamine, so important. Iron is critical for cognitive development and the lack of this mineral can lead to lowered attention span, behavioral and emotional problems, cognitive impairment, sensory issues, and emotional and behavioral regulation problems. Interestingly enough, also lowered iron levels are also connected to restless leg syndrome, which is an issue for a significant number of children with ADHD symptoms. And teen girls are also at a higher risk of reduced iron levels due to menstruation and if you've got kiddos who are picky eaters or are having feeding, feeding problems, then they might be at risk for lower, lower levels of iron as well. So what to do? Well, first, get your levels checked. Depending on the deficiency, you may or may not need to supplement. Just simply upping your dark leafy greens, um, uh, darn dark green leafy vegetables and lentils is always a great first step. We talked a lot about that in our past episodes. So again, going back and listening to the episodes that we just had, they're all very short, so they're quick, easy lessons. Um, but definitely doing that is a great way to up your iron. But supplementation may be nece necessary. So if it is, just, just note that too much iron can also be um, harmful as too little. So be sure to check with your health care provider before supplementing. And if you do supplement, I would recommend using a liquid form of iron because that is probably the easiest um, way for your child to take it. So there's a quick top five nutrient deficiencies that are linked to ADHD. So we talked about uh, five different nutrients. So we talked about uh, magnesium, B vitamins, omega-3s, vitamin D, and then our last one was iron. So I do want to encourage you to go to your practitioner and get these levels checked. Um, so you want to make sure that um, before supplementing, um, then you always want to check your levels and that way it's tailored to what your child needs and to their personal needs and taking everything into account. I do hope that you will be able to use this information to really think about testing for nutrient deficiencies before choosing medication. Food makes such an incredibly big difference in our health and on our children's health. Food does truly heal. So I hope this was helpful to you and your family. Please share it with a mama friend who will find this helpful to her and her family as well. That's a wrap. Thanks for joining me on SM Enlightenment Radio or TV or joining me on the Moms for Wellness podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the Moms for Wellness podcast and leave a five-star rating or review. It really is helpful and we would be so grateful. I'm Jenny. Have a good one.